Well, haven't we learned? RN, it's God forbid. Voice in the wilderness. In the wilderness. Does God matter? It's one of the questions we're grappling with on God forbid. Do the repeatedly proven imperfections of organised religion mean God matters less or more? Peter Vardy is a leading international author and scholar on these questions. He's a best-selling author. In fact, dozen odd books to his name. He and his wife hold workshops around the world about this very subject, including here in Australia. And I asked Peter Vardy, is God less relevant? Oh, I think without any doubt at all. God is much less relevant than in the past. I think purely sociologically, I think a lot of Australians think the whole idea is simply irrelevant. The aim of life is to be happy, and God doesn't interfere with that at all. It doesn't have any impact at all. I think it's a mistake, because I think that if there is any truth in belief in God, and there may not be, but if there is, then it makes a demand on us. It makes a demand on us in the way we treat other people. It makes a demand on us on things like sanctity of life. It makes a demand on us in terms of how we live and what will happen after death and when we watch our parents die. Let me give you an example. Peter Singer is a very great and wonderful Australian atheist philosopher. He's a brilliant mind. I have a great deal of respect for him, particularly in respect to his animal rights and social justice. But he basically says sanctity of life is a medieval notion. It's ridiculous. We've got to get rid of it. So if you have a full-term baby and it's badly disabled and you don't want it, kill it and have another one because the quality of life of the new baby will be better than the one you've killed. Now, perfectly reasonable analysis. Makes complete sense. If we're essentially animals, you'd do it to a dog, you'd do it to a horse, you'd do it to a cat. Why not to a newborn baby? And I think the idea that actually that goes against something deep in what it is to be human, that human life is sacred and is important, and that killing a disabled baby because you make the assumption that the quality of life is going to be poor, I, I think that is at least a debatable question. And to dismiss that idea as though it's just primitive, I don't think that's good education. I, I think many people would feel a deep repugnance of that view. It now, is, maybe that's just, it, an, it it is, just an emotional reaction. It is, I think it's worth thinking about. Certainly it's worth thinking about and worth debating, but the fulcrum upon which the debate rests is not religion versus atheism, not whether God exists or doesn't. Well, I'm not sure. I think that it is, you would say, the fulcrum on which it's rests. I think there are multiple fulcrums. And I think one of the questions is, are we simply animals that have evolved by natural selection, that there is no meaning except meaning that we construct, and the religious issue has a bearing on that? Is there something about what it is to be human that AI, for instance, can't simply replicate? And I think one of the fulcrums is the issue of religion. I think it raises questions that science doesn't raise and are legitimate questions. So I think it's part of a broader problem, to be honest, and that is Australia is a very, very secular society. And underneath that, and I'm a philosopher as well as a theologian, there are assumptions. Now, maybe life is essentially meaningless. Maybe, as Dawkins says, we are simply animals evolved by natural selection. Life has no meaning and purpose. So let's have a barbecue. Let's go surfing because the aim of life is to be happy before we die. And that's a perfectly reasonable point of view. And it may well be the case. Religion is saying there is something else going on. And the whole idea of belief in God is, I think, much more relevant than most people assume. It's actually brought out fairly well in Harry Potter, where there is a difference about the issue of death. Now, Lord Voldemort fears death more than anything else. His followers are called the Death Eaters. And the worst possible outcome is death, and he'll do anything, and even killing people, in order to avoid it. To Dumbledore, 
to Harry, to Sirius, death is the next great adventure. Now, the issue of God partially revolves around, is there any meaning to life? Why are we here? Is there a life after death? Now, those are very important questions. And I think a lot of Australians actually, if you'll forgive me, haven't really thought the issues through. Now, in Europe, we have a much greater concentration on philosophy than you do in Australia. I think it goes back to the 1872 Victorian Education Act, which said that education in Australia should be secular, compulsory and free. And I fully understand where that was coming from. You didn't want the indoctrination that was the product, particularly of the Anglican Catholic churches. But I think the reaction to that has been a very negative view on religion generally in Australia, except for possibly the salvos for reasons like we can discuss if you like. But I don't think many Australians actually address the questions that religion raises. And I think they do to a much greater extent in Europe. Now that doesn't make people religious, but they are willing to take the question seriously. And forgive me, I think a lot of Australians aren't even bothered to engage with the question. And I think that's a pity. Dr. Peter Vardy, author of God Matters. Richard Leonard, is he right? Australians don't engage with this? I think that uh, he made a lot of very important points. One of the big ones there was uh, the counter to the happiness industry. And I'm getting you know, amazed at how many parents now say, I don't care what my kids do as long as they're happy. as so though that's the goal in life. Actually, the goal of life is not to be happy. That doesn't mean you can't have joy. But I'd like to hear a parent say, I don't care what my kid does as long as he or she is just and good and you've got to embrace sorrow as part of the human condition. I just think that's inescapable. Wanting your child to be happy, is it not part of the human condition? I think wanting your child to be a good person would be a, a higher priority for me than simply trying to set them up for the failure and being happy. Isn't it natural, innate in the human condition for a parent to want his or her child to be happy? I don't know. I, I guess I'm not a parent, but I don't. Uh, I would find it odd that happiness was the object of, of our life. I, I find it a very a strange concept that, that people think that that should be what life's about. Tamana, is it natural and good for parents to want their kids to be genuinely happy? I think that's natural, absolutely, but I think happiness is not something short-lived. I think we need to look at the definition of happiness and perhaps redefine it. I think happiness has a lot to do with and satisfaction has to do with contribution and service, and I think that's something that we don't teach our children anymore. Um, we think that if we give them a new car, they're going to be happy, and we feed this to our children. And so I really think the problem is not wanting our kids to be happy, but it's how we define happiness to them. Yes, and differentiating happiness from hedonism, which is quite a different concept for kids and adults. It's a feature of our times. And next, we'll be looking at the Fifty Shades of Grey movie franchise. There's two of them. Harmless, erotic fun or not.